So Federico, you're going to be a big streamer like me, right? You've got a HD60S, getting your Twitch account set up, you're going to be all over it, right? And then uh, wanting a PC in two uh, weeks, is my understanding? Literally only one part of this sentence was true, <laughs> um, which is I got the Elgato HD60S. Uh, but I'm not, I, I don't even, I don't think I have a Twitch account, honestly. And I'm not going to stream because who's got time for that? Why would you buy this? Why would you buy this piece of equipment? Okay, okay. All right. So, this is going to sound crazy to you, but I wanted a way to turn Sylvia's computer into a portable monitor for the Nintendo Switch. (laughs) 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 There must have been a better way to achieve this outcome. No, not really, because... um, so I was expecting that the house where we are right now, so the beach house where uh, which we are renting out for the month, mm-hmm. uh, that the TV situation was going to be bad. But I was not expecting the kind of bad that means one TV doesn't have HDMI at all. It's got wow. like a SCART cable. Oh my gosh. Well, at least you can play your <laughs> SNES there. <laughs> and the other TV is HDMI, but it's so bad. Like, I might as well just use the Nintendo Switch display. So, I had that feeling and I thought, you know, uh, I'm aware of this Elgato thing that a bunch of people have been telling me that I should get. Maybe in the future, I would like to record some footage to post later, not as a streaming type of, you know, speaking over gameplay and interacting with people. I don't want to do that. But maybe recording some gameplay and posting it later to YouTube or something else. That could be fun. That could be interesting when I got more time. So um, the two aspects led me to buy the HD60S, which I understand is the most powerful one that needs, you know, kind of beefy hardware. And because I, you know, Sylvia recently got the top of the line 2017 MacBook Pro, you know, top CPU maxed out all the specs. I thought, you know, this is going to be a nice way to take advantage of the hardware. Uh, She's going to make fun of me for all of this. And she did, rightfully so. But it, tell you what, it works really well. I was able to play Zelda and Mario Kart on it, and it's, you know, 60 frames per second. Uh, virtually no setup required. I'm really happy with my purchase, Mike. It is pretty simple, right, that you just you just plug it into the dock. Yeah. Right? Like that's kind of all you need to do. Um, so it works pretty well. It is... Uh, it is you, you have found a very creative solution to a really weird problem. Yes. <laughs> and to add to that, uh, because the 2017 MacBook Pro doesn't have USB-A ports, it's only got USB-C, I had to buy one of those USB-A to C converter, like mm-hmm. the adapters. And uh, I got one of those... Um, I think it's a it's an Aki or Anchor one. No, it's, I think it's an Aki one that I got from Amazon. Uh, it's one of my favorite brands when it comes to USB-C stuff and you know cables and adapters and that kind of USB-C things. And it works really well. I, so I just connected the adapter to the USB-C cable that the HD60s comes with, plugged that into the MacBook. Then I plugged in the you know the Nintendo Switch into the dock, HDMI from the dock to the Elgato, and it's working over USB-C with the MacBook. And in the uh, when I was playing Zelda, I couldn't figure out how to um, 
how to enter the full screen mode with the Elgato app. I don't remember the name of the app. It's got like Game Capture Studio or some some name like that. Yeah, so, so, something like that. Yeah, and then I realized I was using the um, the the MacBook Pro with the Touch Bar, and I couldn't find the F10, the function key. Uh, you know. <laughs> Key. I was like, "How am I supposed to enter full screen here?" Because I was looking at, I was looking, at, I was looking at the menu, and the menu said, "Press F10 to enter full screen." There is so no like, F10. What am I looking at here? And then I, re- I was like, "Oh God, am I supposed to?" Like I was thinking, man, now I should like create a keyboard maestro workflow or something. Oh to then I realized I could just press on the FN button. And the function keys appear in the touch bar. So I was really happy about that. Otherwise, I would have just played in half screen. It, with all the chrome around, all the buttons and stuff on it. Which, which is basically defeating the entire purpose of my purchase. But I mean, it, it, I do agree with you that it's actually surprisingly plug and play, right? Like, this is, this yeah. is my whole thing about it. The hardware is so good, but there, there are just a couple of things that let that let it down, but that it doesn't seem to be anything they can do about that on the Mac. Um, I have come to a decision, by the way. When I get home mm. from my trip, mm. uh, I'm, I'm going to buy a PC. That's my plan. <sighs> really? Yeah, so um, at some, some point, probably after iPhone season. So that's a pretty generic statement. I, I Tell me the details of the kind of PC that you want to get. All right, so the thinking was, I was talking to our friend Marco Arman about this because I was asking his opinion about the Mac, right? And, like, if there could be a Mac, like, that would be powerful enough, like, what did he think? Like, should it, is it just worth waiting? And the conclusion that we came to together is probably the Mac will get the hardware that would require, you know, it would be fast enough for me to do everything I want to do, be able to play VR and all that sort of stuff. But one, it's always going to be behind. Two, it's going to be way more expensive. And three, like, I started thinking about Steam, right? So, you know, like, one of the games that I've been talking about that I want to play is Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, right? Yeah, yeah. That's on Steam, but it's not on the Mac. (sighs) So even when the Steam VR store kicks off, there's still going to be VR games that I'm not going to be able to play, even though the hardware support and the software support is there. Because some developers just don't target for the Mac. They just don't develop for the Mac because there's no market there so i've just i've come to the conclusion that for me to be able to achieve everything that i want to achieve i'm going to have to get a pc because there are some games there are some experiences that i want to have right there's some games that i want to play there's some vr stuff that i want to do that i'm just not going to be able to do without a pc being in my life so this part of the year is usually pretty expensive technology wise right new iphone and all that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. So probably once that whole situation has died down, I'm gonna look into getting something. And there's a few there's a few things out there, right? Like um, I follow a few YouTubers, and a friend of mine, um, Austin Evans, he just put up a YouTube video that I've got in my save late save for later list, uh, which is about like all in one Windows PCs, like gaming mm. PCs. Mm. Um, so there's one that's been on my that I've been talking about. It's been on my mind, um, which is the Corsair One, which is probably gonna be the one that I end up getting but i'm gonna wait to see like what is what does he recommend and or like i'm i don't know i'm gonna look into what it takes to build one as well like i'm just gonna look at it right because i've so my 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 assumption is it's too difficult for me like yes. i don't want to get yeah. into that world <laughs> oh but God. that's my assumption that is exactly my problem <laughs> i've always thought that it's gonna if be too I get difficult. into mm-hmm. 
Yeah, if I get into building Windows PC, I'm gonna screw something up when I'm like attaching the graphic card, and I, then I connect the wrong cable and everything explodes. So that's basically my fear. But I want to see what that's gonna be like. And again, Austin has made videos about this, like how to build a PC. I just want to see if it's like, am I wrong? All right. So if I can watch a video of somebody who's building it and it looks like they can do it really easily, like could I follow those instructions? Like I can cook now because I follow <laughs> instructions. So maybe I could build <laughs> so, a Windows PC. So like, I don't know. Like blue blue apron for for Windows yeah. PCs. <laughs> <laughs> they That's send you all the parts. <laughs> just the parts that I need every single week. And I, and I like they, send you, they send you a little book and you see the yep. pictures and then you just screw the, the graphics no card wastage. with the, the PCI cable. <laughs> so I'm going to look into it, but oh, I've man. made my decision that... Because uh, it was always like, will I, will I wait and buy a Mac that can do all this stuff or will I get a PC? The decision is now that I am going to get a PC um, and an Oculus and I just need to now like, I don't want a Vive because I don't want all the things that, that you have to do with that. And then I just need to work out what I'm going to do with it, where it's going to go, all that sort of stuff. But that's the, pl- that's the plan now, man. I've, I've made my decision. Uh, the, the Mac, if I want to do PC gaming, the Mac is not going to be able to be my friend. Um, well, I, I cannot argue with that. I so. can only imagine that people have been listening to the show for like the last couple of months and they could see that this was the eventual outcome, but I have now well, come yes. to understand it myself. Yes, I'm I'm just curious to to understand what role Marco played <laughs> in this. We were talking about it and he he basically said that if you want to do these things that you want to do, you need to buy a PC. Mm. He's not wrong. Mike. He's not wrong. He's mm-hmm. not wrong. All right, today's show is brought to you in part by Squarespace. Use the offer code INSERTCOIN at checkout and you'll get 10% of your first purchase. Squarespace lets you easily create that website that you have for your ideas. You can make your next move with Squarespace. They have everything that you need. They can give you the ability to grab a great domain name. They can let you take advantage of beautiful award-winning templates and so much more. It doesn't matter what type of website you're looking to build, whether it's a blog, portfolio, or an online store. They're the all-in-one platform that will let you take care of all of it. They have nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades needed. Squarespace is the all-in-one place to get you set up. They have got you covered. You don't have to worry about anything. And they also have a 24-7 customer support team to back it up in case you need it. I've used Squarespace for years. I've got some projects in mind right now that I'm going to be using Squarespace to help me build the websites for. Like This is just the place that I go when I need to build a website. It's been that way for years and I'm a big, big fan of it because of that. Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month. You can sign up for a trial right now with no credit card required just by going to squarespace.com. Then use the offer code insertcoin or one word, that's I-N-S-E-R-T-C-O-I-N, and you'll get 10% of your first purchase and show your support for Remaster. We thank Squarespace for their support. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. So Shahid's not here today. Um, He's got the week off this week uh, because we love him and sometimes he needs a break because he's the hardest Mm -hmm. working man on the planet. Mm -hmm. So we're going to take this show... (laughs) And we're going to twist it (laughs) and we're going to talk about the App Store Um, because we are on the eve, basically, of big changes coming to the App Store. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, depending on how you want to slice it, the uh, Apple App Store is the the largest gaming storefront in the world. Uh, And so there are a lot of people that develop for it. There are a lot of people that have their eye on it. And Apple's going to be making some big changes and 
considering that uh, for the up for the for your actual job, Federico, not your your hobby like the video game stuff that we do over here. Your knee deep. Yeah, I thought Max stories was the hobby. <laughs> so what's the job? <laughs> that, that's a big question. Yeah. <laughs> Building Windows PCs. Right? I guess so. You're going back to that life. Uh, because of because of the work that you're doing on writing your IRS review, I know that you've been really exposed to this. So can you tell us some of the changes that will affect uh, games developers with iOS 11? Yeah. So there are two big changes and a bunch of other improvements. One of the two big things is the increased editorial curation on the App Store. Um, Apple has a new front page on the iOS 11 App Store. It's called Today. And Today is a collection of... Uh, editorial stories written by Apple about apps and games. And the idea is, because it's called Today, there's going to be a daily refresh. So every single day, you open the Today tab of the App Store and you will find new articles, new videos, new collections, new interviews, new stuff curated by Apple that points you, recommends you either an app or a game or a collection of apps and games. And this is a big goal for Apple because... Apple has been doing curation on the App Store for years now, um, but they've, they've always been doing curation on a weekly basis. So usually every Thursday, you would go to the App Store and you would find a new app of the week or a new game of the week and maybe a refreshed collection of you know the best new apps and the best new games. But with iOS 11, Apple wants to do this every day instead of every week and to the next level with these custom stories. It's like articles, interviews, there's fo rich photography, there's videos, there's how-tos, tips and tricks, all kinds of... Like, imagine a, a blog, but done by Apple with this very nice design, design and rolled out on a daily basis to millions of people. And this is a huge effort for the company. And potentially, because this is the front page of the App Store, it's going to drive a lot of visibility to the games that are featured. So, for example, iOS 11, the first beta in June, launched with a world premiere of Monument Valley 2. And that should give you an idea of what the Today section allows Apple to do. They can team up with developers, whether they're big companies or indies, and they can organize these worldwide launches, usually exclusives on the App Store, and they can coordinate. And you know they can have maybe an editorial article by Apple that explains what a game is, or maybe they can have like a developer interview with sort of like a behind the scenes. For example, a couple of weeks ago, Apple posted this uh, interview with Zach Cage. You know, he's made some excellent word games on iOS. For example, he's the maker of um, TypeShift, and he collaborated with you know with ridiculous uh, ridiculous fishing uh, in 2013. And they talk to him, they have an interview th uh, that you can read and you can see photos directly on the App Store. So imagine this rich format done every single day for millions of games, whether they're indies or big AAA titles. I think that's very exciting. And, you know, if I were an indie, I would be super excited to, you know, to sort of talk to Apple and see what can be done to organize an, a new game launch. Because this is the right format to explain the sort of the art and craft of an indie title, but also the, you know, if you're talking about, Cla uh, you know, Clash Royale or some other AAA title, you can talk to these companies and sort of do huge behind the scenes or video tutorials, you know, you can do anything you want. And I think that that's exciting. So 
the thing is though that I'm wondering here is who who is actually going to get the featuring realistically. Hmm. You know, well, like we've so far seen some indie darlings, you know, like Monty yes. Valley and you mentioned yeah. Zach Gage, right? They're like really interesting people. They've made incredible stuff. They've had some good successes. But like what about EA? What about mm-hmm. Zynga? What about all of those companies? Yeah. Like, what is going to be the actual realistic mix, do you think, of how this stuff's going to play out? Like, what is Apple going to want to feature? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a, the big question right now is how can Apple balance the need for mass market curation uh, as opposed to, you know, the, the indie darlings, as you say, like the more niche, more sophisticated um, games and apps. And honestly, I would say maybe half and half on a weekly basis, like you do three huge titles and you do three smaller apps and games. Like if they can find this kind of mix on a daily basis, I think that's going to be good, you know, for everyone. Um, But I've been thinking about this also in terms of apps. So how can you showcase, you know, Facebook Messenger next to, I don't know, a text editor? So how can you showcase, you know, the next Call of Duty for iOS next to whatever, you know, Vlambeer or, you know, us two will come up with next. That's tricky, especially when you're doing, you know, this single front page at scale. So it's not like Apple is going to have a personalized homepage for each one of us. So maybe Mike and I, we get the same homepage with a bunch of indie titles, but my mom gets a front page with, you know, the the stuff that you normally see in the top charts. It's going to be the same front page for everyone. So it's going to be the same articles every day. Um, So Apple will need to find a balance and it comes down to their human editors and what they believe it's the right mix. So we can only trust them to make this decision. But the editorial stuff isn't the only changes happening mm, to the app yeah. store, though, right? Uh, the, the the second big change is the apps and games are going to be separated on the store. There's not going to be a single... Um, so the normal front page, you know, where you see the apps of the week, uh, that's going to be two pages, apps and games. Um, think of it as the usual front page of the app store. So you get like a carousel of recommendations at the top, the best new apps of the week, top charts, categories, and some other sections highlighted by Apple. And now games are going to be on their own front page. There's going to be an easier way for customers to scroll through, for example, the top charts or to scroll through the best new games of the week. Um, And it's also, this is a way to put more focus on both games and apps because often games would dominate the top charts on the App Store. And so users would find it difficult to find apps. But also, now you have a dedicated space for games. And so directly on the game's front page, you can browse all the categories of games. So you can find adventure games, puzzle games, role-playing games. Now it's, because they're separate, it's still the same App Store. But effectively, there's like a game store inside of the App Store. And I think that's that's a great idea. And I worry that maybe for app developers, now people have an excuse to never open the apps page anymore. But I don't, I don't think that will be the case. I think the net benefit of 
having two separate locations will basically make everybody happier. Uh, game developers and users who want to play games will have a single place to find them, and app developers and people like you and I, where you know we go to the app store to search for productivity apps, will also have a better space for us. Um, and I think that's a huge change. So combined with today and the games front page, uh, there's basically more ways than ever to find new stuff. With the, like, because Apple is doing this focus on in-app purchases, right, that you mm-hmm. can, they're actually just, like, promoting specific in-app yeah. purchases, which you can have specific icons for and stuff. How does that work if you don't own the app? So developers can now promote... Um, up to 20, I think, in-app purchases uh, as more important than others. And those in-app purchases will end up on the app product page and they may be chosen by Apple for promotion elsewhere. So on the front page of the games section or even in the Today tab. So the idea is to let people discover in-app purchases just like they discover apps and games. Um, Think of it, you know, like Monument Valley when they had the expansion for the first one. In today's iOS 11 App Store, that expansion could be an in-app purchase that you can search for, that you can find on the games page, or that maybe Apple can promote on the Today section. And if you don't have the app already installed, there's a new API in iOS 11 uh, that allows developers to... Uh, jump from an in-app purchase to the full app download. So imagine, for example, that I buy an expansion pack for a game that I don't actually have. What happens is I buy the in-app purchase and iOS 11 asks me, look, you got to have the app first. So do you want to buy the game first? Do you want to download the game? And then after I download the game, um, iOS 11 jumps into the game and says... Now that we're here, do you want to continue with the in-app purchase that you discovered on the App Store? And ideally, in a single flow, you're going to buy two things at once. And so this is going to be great, I think, for developers who want to uh, advertise their extra content, you know, like new levels or new characters. Uh, Again, my only concern is that maybe we're going to see a lot of in-app purchases that are about, you know, sacks of gems and coins. So I don't know how Apple is going to deal with that in terms of promotion. But you know, the idea is users should be able to discover uh, in-app purchases just like they discover other stuff. I think, in essence, it's a good idea, right? Like, if you had extra levels or, like, an extra part of your game, that makes sense, right? Like, I actually think this is a pretty good idea. Like, so then developers aren't having to release new apps for new levels. They can just keep it all contained. But I agree with you, though. Like, a lot of the most successful ones are just, like, here's bag, buy a bag of 20 magic beans. That's not an interesting thing to promote, right? There's no. The, that's rubbish, right? It does. It has no context, yeah. right? You know, and, and I'm not saying that that is bad, right, that those games are inherently bad. I actually don't think they're all inherently bad, right? Like, I've played great games that have this mechanic. Um, but it's not an exciting in-app purchase to pull on the home screen of the App Store. Buy twenty, right. buy twenty gems for a game you don't own. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Like that um, seems like a really weird thing. This is more, I think, of a idealistic feature in the sense of, and I mean, Apple is doing these pretty custom icons for in-app purchases, so they kind of envision this beautiful world where 
every developer as a, as a contextual, useful in-app purchase that is not a bag of coins. It's like, hey, buy these extra levels or buy this extra feature in this productivity app. Like they, that makes sense. But when you're dealing with this generic sort of nondescript in-app purchases for popular games, I don't think that's the stuff worth promoting. If anything, because people are going to buy those anyway. So there's no need to, to, there's no need to put them on the front page of the store. Yeah. So it actually might end up, though, that we do see more interesting stuff, right? Because of this. Hopefully. Because it's yes, very maybe. unlikely that the human curated app store <laughs> is going to pick a bag of 20 gems to put exactly. on the homepage. So maybe it would be that like this game that found this really interesting way to leverage IAP to do something could mm-hmm. then start getting more prominent featuring on the app store because there is this whole section that needs content to be filled. Yeah, exactly. So the hope is that because there's humans looking at the stuff to promote, uh, they are going through the same sort of scenario that we're going through now. Why would we want to pick, you know, that kind of in-app purchase to promote on the front page? So hopefully we're on the same page here. Talking about the video, like I say, <laughs> tip my hand there. Talking about like the the preview stuff, the video previews, they're like a big, that's becoming a big thing. And it's in a kind of a funny way because like in Safari, they're blocking autoplay videos, but in the app store, they're introducing them. Like I know there's no audio, but there is just something kind of funny about that to me. Um, But I've seen this in action, right? You go to some pages on the app store and videos just just start playing. So the preview videos, they're right there, they're front and center, and they just start playing. Um, What do you think about these? I I think it's very nice, honestly. It makes the... Uh, it makes the product page and also the front page a lot more lively and it's eye-catching. Feels, it's eye-catching and it's it's kind of it, it's beautiful to see these games in motion as soon as you open the app store. You know, like um, you're scrolling through and you see these previews. I think it's a beautiful effect, visually speaking, and also from a developer point of view. If you're making games now, you have to pay attention to the video previews because you can now create up to three of them and you can localize them so you can have video previews in you know in different languages in different countries and now you have you know you can basically show people 90 seconds of footage if you combine all of them plus four to five screenshots that's a lot of information that can that you can give to people before they commit to buying a game. So if you're a developer, you gotta pay attention to this stuff. And also, I think there's the general theme of the product pages becoming a lot more visual and descriptive, sort of like a rich browsing experience. Because now you get these videos, then you have the screenshots, then in iOS 11, apps can also have a subtitle. So developers don't have to cram, you know, keywords and descriptions into the title of a game anymore. So like you can have, I don't know, one, two, three puzzles and the subtitle could be, you know, uh, Clever Puzzles by Mike Hurley as a subtitle. You know, mm-hmm. you can have like a tiny description in there. And then you can also have, also new in iOS 11, you can have what is called the promo text. So the promo text is a string of text that developers, sort of like a tweet, I think, in, in terms of length, that developers can put in there at any time So whether they have like a promotion that the game is on sale or maybe, you know, there's extra levels to be unlocked for free. At any point, they can update the promo text, which is going to be displayed at the top of the page. And that's on the listing, right? When you go into the individual listing. 
It's on the listing and you see at the top, directly below the icon, um, you see this promo text. Um, and then, of course, they can promote in a purchase and there's a new de design for ratings and reviews. So you can scroll through reviews by users. So overall, if you look at the, uh, the new design of the iOS 11 App Store, and if you look at these new listing pages, they're a lot more visual and I think they're a lot more beautiful and this new aesthetic works great for the App Store. And now, you know, it's even easier um, to see more of a game or an app before buying it because you, you get these videos, you get the screenshots, promo text, descriptions. There's a lot of stuff in there. So I think that will help developers. And I, one, other, one other thing that I do want to touch on, which isn't store-related, is AR, right? I'm assuming mm. that there's going to be a lot of games quite heavily promoted that feature AR in some way. No, for sure. I think so. And I guess based on what I've seen so far, but we are going to see some um, sort of like AR versions of games sold separately. So like, I'm trying to think of a parallel, like when... You know, like when the iPad came out and developers did HD versions of existing games. Oh, I think yeah. We will, yeah. I, I think we will see, like, I don't know, like... Angry Birds AR, right? Like Angry yeah, Birds like, yeah. AR, you know. Like that kind of stuff, like AR versions. Or if not that, maybe AR modes into existing games. Um, and I don't necessarily think that those will be the best AR experiences, sort of, like whenever Apple does these new features and they are added on top of an existing title, they never truly show you the potential of it. And I think the best AR games and even the best AR apps will be the ones that developers have rethought from the ground up. Well, yeah, I mean, AR all kit. the stuff that comes out on, on, in September is not going to be the best stuff, right? Because people have only had a few right. months to work on it. Like it's what comes later. But there's gonna be there's gonna be some fantastic demos, right? Like that you can show yes. to people. Like I'm really excited about this because the AR stuff is mostly asleep right now, right? Like we nobody people are using the betas, but nobody has these apps because they're still being made. You know, and there might be the occasional beta flying around here or there. We see some stuff on Twitter, but like that's what I'm really, really excited for, and I'm gonna spend so much money that day, right? Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy so many AR apps just to see what they're all about. Mm -hmm. Better, better get your credit card ready, yeah. your iTunes gift cards ready, because we're gonna spend a lot of money uh, come September. I agree. Yeah. Because there's going to be just, it's going to be one of those things that you'll see somebody like post a screenshot and you'll be like, oh my God, what is that? Right? Like, and you have to run to the store and go yeah. and download it because it's like some game that lets you throw balls into a hole. I don't know. Do you, you know, but like, it's anything simple like that is going to be amazing because it's just going to look so weird and cool and yeah i'm really looking forward to the ar stuff and i bet that it's i bet that that makes a huge impact for game developers as well to include something like that in their games i think so and i and i keep coming back to when the original ipad came out i, I remember clearly going to the app store and just buying everything i could just because i wanted to understand what the ipad was going to be like in terms of apps and games um and i think with ar uh there's the potential for that kind of um, sort of 
resurgence on the App Store of just curiosity of going there and buying all the AR stuff that you can find because you want to understand it to understand it because you want to play these new types of games and imagine like the word of mouth and like with normal people saying it's like Pokemon Go but for Sonic or for Mario or for you know whatever people are playing on iOS these days yeah and that Pokemon Go effect will be a big thing right yeah, because it sort of helped. Um, yep. It legitimized it before it even existed. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that that's going to be a big thing. I'm excited for all yeah. that. All right. Oh, yeah. Let's take a break, Federico. Uh, thank you for giving us uh, that information. Very useful. Sure. Today's show is also brought to you by Casper, the company focused on sleep. They, they made the perfect premium mattress that they will sell to you online for a fraction of what it will cost in a store. Their award-winning mattress was developed in-house by Casper's team. It has a sleek design and is delivered in an impossibly small box. Casper also now offers an adaptive pillow and soft breathable sheets as well, so you can get the full Casper experience. Their mattress is obsessively engineered at a shockingly fair price. It's no surprise that they have an average of 4.8 stars across more than 30,000 reviews online. The San Francisco research and development team developed a proprietary foam that relieves pressure and increases airflow, and they spent thousands of hours working on this. They then combined it with a springy comfort layer to contour to your body and keep you cool at night as well, so your temperature is regulated and you get just the right sink and just the right bounce. It is the perfect combo. Casper makes quality mattresses at great prices, and they're designed and developed in America. They have cut the hassle and costs of dealing with showrooms and are passing those savings directly on to you. Buying a Casper mattress is so easy and completely risk-free. They offer free delivery and free returns to the US, Canada, and the UK now as well. With Casper, you can actually sleep on that mattress before you make your decision. You get to try it out for 100 nights to decide if it's the mattress that you want to keep in your home and sleep on every single day. If for some reason you don't love it, Casper will pick it up and you'll get a full refund. You can get $50 towards any mattress purchase just by going to casper.com slash remaster and using the code remaster at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you so much to Casper for their support of this show. So Federico, I want to tell you about something that I do maybe every two or three days. Okay. I get my Nintendo Switch, the best video game console <laughs> ever made in all of history. And I agree. I go to the eShop and then I go to the coming soon tab and just look at what games that's are coming a, up. That's a nice workflow you got there. I it it changes a lot, which is why I check it often. You know, like if a oh. game, the, the, the dates change or new games start to appear. Plus there are a couple huh. of games that don't have a date yet that I really am interested in. So I found okay. a list on IGN of all of the games that have been announced to be coming out for the Switch this year. And I went through and I picked out some of the ones that I'm most interested in and I figured I would share them with you today. Okay, let's see. So I downloaded a game today, uh, Retro City Rampage. That feels like a... I mean, I'm oh, nice. playing that on the DS a little bit. Um, yeah. But I feel like this would be a good game for the for the Switch, right? Like it feels like it fits quite well. Uh, they have another game. The developers behind that game, they have another game called Shakedown Hawaii, which is scheduled for release sometime this year. That was on that list that I saw. Um, but then, like over the next few weeks, couple of months, like there's a lot of stuff. So Sonic Mania comes out on August 15th. Yes. I'm not a huge Sonic guy, right? Uh, me neither. Me neither. But I, it feels like... 
it's the right time for me to understand Sonic with this game in particular. Yeah, because we know, know the story, right? Like it's this yeah, maybe. G- it's, it's a team of people who made these games out of love, right? They made their own versions yeah. and then Sega hired them to make a Sonic game. Right, and yeah. it's just like ah, there's something about that story where I'm like, maybe this That's is gonna awesome. be really yeah. good, right? So <laughs> yeah, I- I'm exactly. looking forward yeah. to that. Yeah, uh, Mario yeah. and Rabbids comes out at the end of the month on August 29th. Oh man, I'm really excited about this. Why? Because the previews have been exceptional, and because I've been reading about the uh, some interviews with the Italian team, mm-hmm. and it just seems like a like a project that was born out of love and genuine passion for Mario and Nintendo. And like the guy, like the project manager, uh, I think his name is Davide Soliani. He's, he's just an amazing dude that like, he can't get over the fact that he's now working on a Mario game. Like Miyamoto is his childhood hero and he was able to accomplish his dream and work on a Mario game. And like Sonic Mania, there's something about the story of Mario and Rabbids that... I totally didn't see coming. And like, until a couple of months ago, I thought this game was super, I don't want to say stupid, but like unnecessary. And now that I've seen the previews, like the game looks super funny and actually strategic, which I, which I appreciate because I never get into XCOM because of the aesthetic. So to have that kind of strategy game with the Mario universe and the rabbits from this team that cares about so many details, that kind of, passion appeals to me and also as another sort of aspect that um you know warms my heart i recently discovered that one of my favorite magazine editors uh back when i was 10 and i was buying you know video game magazines uh you know the the people who actually inspired me to write about technology and talk about games um he's now working at ubisoft milan um and I and I had no idea he was working on Mario and Rabbids. And to me, oh, that wow. person is like a synonym of quality, really. Uh, he was the editor of the official Nintendo magazine in Italy for almost a decade, I think. So he knows Nintendo and he knows Mario. Uh, it's just so many, like, so many coincidences and so many like little details about this story. You know, Grant Kirkhop is working on the soundtrack. He's like, he's, he's a legend in terms of, like, he did the Banjo and Kazooie soundtrack on the Nintendo 64. Uh, so it's a, this awesome team, uh, and, I'm, <laughs> and I'm honestly more excited about this game than anything else. That's good, man. I'm happy to hear that. Like, <laughs> I've, I've yeah. been looking forward to this just because it looks like a really weird kind of game with an interesting mechanic. <laughs> But hearing you weird. talk about it is getting me even more excited for it as well. Oh yeah, I, I I saw a bunch of interviews and I watched the gameplay videos and like, but especially the the you know the the head of the project is is like is like if if you and I got the opportunity to I don't know design the next iOS for iPad like that kind of like dream come true of I've been I've been a fan of this stuff for decades and now i get to make my own and that that is a good sign to me i think you know because if i were that type of person would i make a bad game or would i pour everything that i have to make a great title you know yeah yeah i agree with that and so you assume this is it right if you love it and you this is all you ever wanted you would do everything you can to make it great 
I mean, and yeah. I'm assuming and that most people will like that, but like this this Ubisoft collaboration feels like a bit of a unique situation, right? It is. It is. Yeah. Um, you know, the the back and forth between Nintendo and I was reading in an interview. I think it was on uh, Game Base or something. Um, that basically Nintendo collaborated with Ubisoft on the tiniest details of the game, like the angle of the eyebrows of Mario or the animation and the frames when Mario is jumping. You know, like these tiny details that in practice maybe nobody's ever going to notice, but Nintendo has guidelines when it comes to, you know, using their assets and their characters. So it's not like Nintendo were like, yeah, yeah, well, you can use Mario, whatever. It's like, no, we're going to collaborate on, the, on this project and we're, you're going to make the Mario game that we would make, only you listen to us and you use your own programmers instead of using, you know, Nintendo programmers. Uh, so all signs point to a good game. So a bunch of previews came out a few days ago, all super positive. The game is funny, strategic. There's a lot of weapons to unlock, a lot of, you know, statistics to fiddle with, which appeals to me. You know, the role-playing person in me mm-hmm. kind of likes that. Uh, so I, I, I am excited. Uh, Lego Worlds is coming out early September. This is like the Lego mm. Minecraft type game. It's been out on uh, oh, no. consoles for a while, but like I've wanted to play this game because I think I would enjoy the building, the Lego building aspect, like I enjoy Minecraft stuff. Um, but I've been waiting because I wanted to, to have it for the Switch. Um, then Rayman Legends, which is that it's like another port <laughs> of that Rayman game. <laughs> it's like Rayman Legends Ultimate Edition or some name like oh, that. Oh man! It's Again, it feels like it's the tenth time I've bought Rayman Legends. It's called Rayman Legends Definitive Edition. Oh, okay. It's it's the definitive one. So, so does this no mean it's going to stop? <laughs> like, please stop. <laughs> does does uh, it mean it's the last one? I haven't played it, uh. so I don't know if I will. Um, I, I've never had a Rayman like love. Mm. Rayman was yeah, never was either. never my man. Um, he was not my man at all. So I, I, I don't know about that. The same <laughs> for the next game, Pokemon Tournament comes out at the end of September. Yeah. I just don't yeah. know if I care. Um, I don't like fighting games. I don't know if this is going to be a game for me. Yeah, we talked about this. It's not the Pokemon game that we were expecting. Um, I think I'm gonna pass. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, Bittrip Runner 3 is scheduled for release in Q3. I've played some of the Bittrip Runner games before. Like, sure. You know, I can't imagine this is going to be an expensive game. I assume it will be like a 15 or 20 pounds indie title. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in it. I'll check it out. You know, this this would be something I would download, like I would download Retro City Rampage, right? Let's just see what that's going to give me. But the big game that uh, that is still slated for Q3, yeah. and I just wish I just I don't know why they won't tell me the day. Just like friggin' tell me the day, Stardew Valley, because I'm ready yeah. to lose my life to this game. Um, uh, <laughs> that is gonna be a problem, man. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Like I'm ready for it. I know that like they're w- still working on it. That because um, there's this whole thing about the multiplayer, right? And they they posted this big update that they they're still working on the multiplayer. Um, they've had to really go back to basics to try and work it in. They've hired somebody else to help them do it. All this kind of stuff, and it's coming. Um, but the start is the the multiplayer won't be in beta on PC until the end of this year. But they have confirmed that the Switch will be getting it first. 
but they've also confirmed that it'll be a patch. So there's nothing that indicates that this game isn't still coming this year. Like there have been up, you know, like there have been many updates, many opportunities for it to change. It's not changing, but the the, the multiplayer stuff is not coming with launch. It's coming later. So I'm just waiting because I'm really excited about playing this game. Are you sure you want to lose your life, your social life into this? I can tell you, I've been an Animal Crossing person and it's Mm -hmm. not pretty after a while. I'm willing to see what happens. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We'll see, but I'm I'm very excited about this game, man. Yeah. Um, then there is uh, Steam World Dig Two. I played all the Steam World Dig. I think on the Vita. Yeah, maybe. me too. Uh, maybe on the DS. I, I don't, don't know, know what platform but I yeah. played it on, but I really enjoyed it. So I'm looking forward to that because yeah, it was a great game. But then Mario Odyssey, October 27th. Oh, yes, yes. This cannot come soon enough, honestly, because I kind of want to stop playing Zelda, but I also don't want to. It's I have very conflicting feelings about this like i realize that now i'm just using my nintendo switch for zelda but i also want to finish zelda did you know mike that just a couple of nights ago i was able to finally do the middle trials and so now i only i got to the middle trials so now i only have the final trials left in the no the master trials in the expansion so yeah um I kind of want to stop slash don't want to stop playing Zelda. So when Mario comes, uh, I'm going to be all over that. Uh, I'm super, super excited. Also because it's going to be another open world game. And uh, looks like it's going to be another 100 hours into this. So yay, social life. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mostly play at night when, when, when the dogs are quiet. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wondering, like, will this end up being the game of the year like will Zelda will it still be Zelda uh, right like, so far Zelda is my game a, of the year and I'm really wondering mm, like yeah. how good is Mario gonna be it's a tough one um, you know like I mean I know nothing because I haven't played it but you know I don't know if he can defeat Zelda but surely this is a good problem to have for yeah. Nintendo <laughs> you know like you have two games of the year up there and judging from you know the articles of people who played Mario, it seems like a pretty solid game. Uh, lots of new mechanics, uh, lots of new worlds, uh, you know, lots of unusual things that Nintendo is doing. And judging from, you know, Nintendo also did a bunch of unusual things with Zelda and the results paid off. So um, I'm optimistic about Mario Odyssey. And Me too. I don't, think it, I don't think it'll be the game of the year. I think it'll still be Zelda, but we'll see. Uh, then also we have uh, Lego Marvel Super Heroes. Those games are always fun, so I'm happy to see that. That's coming in November. Ukulele, um, still slated for this year. That's a game I haven't played. Okay. So uh, I like platformers. It's a classic platformer. Uh, yeah, me too. Rocket League in Q4. That's going to be so good. If you, you've never played Rocket oh. League, right? Oh, I have. I actually bought Rocket League as a gift for uh, my girlfriend's sister last Christmas. And we played uh, Rocket League on her PS4 uh, during the holidays, and it was super fun. And uh, I think this is one of the games. Yeah, it is tricky. I think this is one of the games that has the uh, cross cross system multiplayer. I think. I think Rocket League on the Switch has got it. Yeah, but I'm I think looking so too. forward to it because I love Rocket League. Um, so I haven't played it in a while, but that is a fantastic game to just like again like for the Switch because it's it's a real pick up and play. 
type game. Um, Tower 4 Ascension is coming out. I, I enjoyed Tower 4. I've played it. Um, oh, nice. That's that slated for this year. Skyrim, still Q4. Um, and then WWE 2K18. Which WWE you're excited about, but Skyrim, it's like it's like Rayman Legends, possibly worse. It's like another version of Skyrim. I'm not going to buy Skyrim. I'm not interested. I'm not interested. I'll just go back to Zelda. Like, Do not forget the second DLC to Zelda, which is also coming out, oh, I think, in yeah. Q4. Yeah, that's a holiday uh, thing, There's right? going to... There's going to be new amiibo. There's going to be an actual Uh-oh. story quest. Seems yeah. Let's not talk about the amiibo. It's a serious problem. Uh, you know, I don't have the amiibo with me at the beach house. It's I'm really struggling. Like I want to get all my bonuses and I want to get all my weapons, but I cannot have. Like I was talking to Sylvia. She's like, "You're not bringing the amiibo with you, are you?" It's like, "No, no, don't worry. I'm not bringing the amiibo." But no, I really miss the amiibo. Did you not do I the get- little cheating card thing? Nah, you should have nah. set that up. I mean, you know, it's like it's like um, if you buy a movie, you f- you can feel good about like repping it or whatever because you <laughs> own it, right? You own it. So like, it should You're have been right. a similar thing with the cards. You own the amiibo. So like, doing that little hacking thing with the where you set up those cards, like it's fine because you own it. This is just your like digital version of the movie. Yeah, you're not completely wrong. But it's too oh, late now. I should have. It's it's too late anyway. Uh, so it's it looks like a busy action-packed Q3 and Q4 for Man, Nintendo Switch. I was so surprised, like going through this list. Like I've only this isn't everything. This is just the stuff I picked out. There's like three times the amount of stuff that I've spoken about, like slated for the rest mm. of the year. So I'm excited, honestly. Yeah, yeah, me too. And there's also. You know, on a on a side note, there's the Metroid <laughs> coming out on the 3DS. I'm just saying, with three to f- four Amiibo and a new Metroid game, you know how it's going to end, Mike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with the end of you, I think. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm going to buy all of them. It's simple as that. It's a good time to be a video game fan, I think. Yeah, I'm not complaining. Uh, then again, you know, in the same year, we get Samus, we get Link, we get Mario. Uh, what else could we possibly be asking for? You know, I mean, a Final Animal Fantasy Crossing. remake. <laughs> Animal Crossing. Still, we have, still you know, we have lots of things. <laughs> we have lots of things. Uh, so we'll, we'll go through the wishes that we still have sometime soon. <laughs> <laughs> 